As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to episode 69, brought to you by Lola and Simple Contacts. For 40% off of all subscriptions of Lola, visit mylola.com and enter the code LOVELY. And to save $30 on your box of lenses from Simple Contacts, just go to simplecontacts.com lovely and enter the code LOVELY at checkout. Cultivating the Lovely with me, Mackenzie Monroe from CultivatingTheLovely.com and Bold Turquoise across all social media, along with Leah Bowden from Modern Miss Mason and LeahBowden.com. And today we thought it would be fun because I've talked about a lot of different um, Charlotte Mason topics with Leah before in the past, but we haven't specifically dove into mother culture. And since in the Patreon group this summer, which you can find at patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely, we're talking a lot about through the month of June, um, just the importance of reading and learning and us really developing ourselves as women and keeping our minds sharp and all that sort of thing. So I thought it would be a fun month to talk with Leah about it because I know that she has a lot of knowledge about this subject and yeah, I kind of just want you to run with it. Like, give us the plethora of where mother culture came from All right. and how it's developed. <laughs> well, and and just to say here from uh, the outset is that this is not just something for home educators. Yeah. Um, because it's often talked about within the Charlotte Mason philosophy, which is ultimately connected with homeschooling. Yeah. Um, but mother culture itself, it actually wasn't something Charlotte Mason talked about, although the notion of it is, which I'll mention in a moment. Uh, but the the term mother culture, I do believe came up, uh, w- was a lady called Karen Andriola, who mm-hmm. um, has been very helpful in many people's homeschooling journeys within the philosophy. Yeah. Um, she wrote the Charlotte Mason Companion, Pocket Pull of full of pine cones and you know many sort of the earlier books that were helpful alongside the Charlotte Mason six volumes she started to draw out a fresh perspective and ways of implementing this philosophy in a modern day home so really I feel like I've uh, part of what I'm doing is taking on that mantle as well and saying okay this is uh, so refreshing and she has been um really from a distance, although we have emailed a little bit, a a bit of a mentor to me in this. So she uses this phrase, mother culture, um, but it actually comes from a passage in one of Charlotte Mason's books that says, if mothers could only do for their children what they do for themselves, then we would have much happier households, let mothers go out to play. I've probably 
right uh, butchered that quote there because it's off the top of my head but they're the bits that stand out to me but yeah. basically if we if we were to actually consider ourselves as whole born persons she describes a child as being a born person that basically means they are who they are mm -hmm. they are born with a um you know a, a personality and um the ability to think and learn and have a voice in situations and if we if we considered ourselves that way then maybe we would treat ourselves different maybe we would see ourselves differently and her point is maybe if mothers actually took some time to do the kind of stuff that they're encouraging their children to do mm -hmm. then they would be happier that their homes yeah. would be you know full of grace and peace and kind of have a different rhythm you know we're not talking about perfection here we're talking about yeah. growth and yeah. i think just as much as we are um encouraging growth in our children in what they're doing you know that's part of what education is it's it's saying where have they grown where are we growing um i think for us as mothers we need and as women we need to be asking ourselves that question no matter no matter what we're going through uh no matter what season or transition of life we're in which we are so much of the time we can still ask the question how am i growing mm -hmm. um and i think this is a really healthy way to approach um our life um you know, you might have little children, you're breastfeeding, you've got toddlers, there's like a million things going on. And you kind of have this image over yourself that you're not going anywhere, you're not using your brain, you know, yeah. you've forgotten everything you love to do before children, yeah. but actually, you are still growing if you consider it. And what mother culture is, is I mean, I like to talk about it. I, I do a, I do a video that's it's mother culture versus me time, uh, you know, and I'm not opposed to the odd spa weekend or, a, you know, a, a day off to yourself. But but actually the, the way it sits so different from me time is often me time is um, it comes at a time of exhaustion when you yeah. write at the end of your tether. Um, you know, you, you can kind of picture yourself husband walks in the door and you're like I am done I'm out I'm disappearing yeah. you know like the kids are crying the dinner's burned and you know you can that kind of scenario you see on movies and they just kind of check out uh, and, and we, we you know we can obviously get to places of burnout and exhaustion um, when you're actually that's a big cry for help yeah. but mother culture really is a rhythm that hopefully would avoid that burnout and this is how I talk about it with people that I'm mentoring and teaching is that well I don't want you to get to that place we don't yeah. want you to get to that place of utter utter exhaustion where only a weekend in you know yeah. in a spa hotel will do it and and really nothing will fix that exhaustion apart from changing daily life habits and what mother culture is 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 creating a rhythm of daily habits that fills your cup you know that starts to add to your um inner life that actually helps you with your overflow of whoever you're sewing into so if you're a home educator you know you're with your children 24 7 and you are pouring out pouring out maybe you're in the workplace maybe you are a mum at home with young children maybe you're doing the school runs and you're you know you've got kids children in school um but you're giving out giving out giving out and what mother culture is is what can you add into your life in small doses drip by drip by drip that will actually keep you refueled keep your um 
keep your heart soft and keep you feeling refreshed. Mm -hmm. So it's it's quite different, isn't it? When we think about um, exhaustion and I've got to get away to actually what can I do in this moment? What can I do in this day that will bring uh, refreshing? So um, in the, you know, in her 20th century writing charlotte mason says um go to an art gallery which is still lovely to do i know today um go to an art gallery go into a field and read a book you know um just kind of go and have a nap i, I love her suggestions yes, they're brilliant they are <laughs> uh, absolutely brilliant but actually but you know we can you know fill in the gap really what what does that look like to you um and it's those kind of small so you know for you Mackenzie it might be something like uh, your planner or yeah. the times when you've been able to do scrapbooking or um you know the kind of stuff that you just get you do it for a few moments and you know instantly it does something to the inside of you when you just kind of you've got a load of nice stationery you sit down with it and you're like okay I'm gonna plan or whatever it is um and you know for me it's um really in those moments in those that bit of time in the first thing in the morning before the rest of my family wake up um that I I read the bible um try and I try and take a walk as many mornings as possible I um you know do some other reading I love to read poetry for purely for pleasure because it's easy and it's quick and it's short but I also enjoy it yeah (laughs) I think we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves a lot of the times we see on social media these kind of reading lists and somebody will Instagram this stack of books that they read that week I know yeah really did you really read those this week and then you find out <laughs> most of them were on audiobook I'm like oh well I can do that yeah um, but you do we can put ourselves under this undue pressure of you know I should be reading novels all the time and self-help books and home but actually sometimes it's reading a small part of a devotional or a poem or a chapter of a book that actually um it just gives you that little bit of input Mm-hmm. which is you know for some people they might have whole evenings when they can read and read and read but I don't really have that in this yeah. season of life so I have to say okay what what is the reality of my life what does it look like and how can I intentionally make space to fuel my inner life to actually feed my soul mm-hmm. um and that for me is first thing in the morning you know it's yeah. kind of reading the bible praying going for a walk um reading another book it's listening to podcasts when I'm um you know when I'm listening when I'm doing other things around the house um it is reading when I can and it is you know I'd love to take time out and go to a gallery and and all those kind of other things um but that's not always realistic is it yeah it's just not I, there's a great book that I love that I'm so sure so many of um our listeners have come across which is called Simple Abundance a day book of comfort and joy and it's by Sarah Bam Brethnack. have you heard of that I haven't. Uh, oh it's just delightful um so it's 365 readings mm. and um it's pretty old now I'm trying to think when it was dated but it was if you somebody can google it um and it's all about just simplifying your life and she's very practical in that but it's also has a a spiritual element to it as well um and even for some years when especially when my children were very young um and it was like 
kids around the ankles, tripping up over yeah. me- mega blocks whilst breastfeeding a baby, whilst yeah. stirring some dinner. Yeah. Um, I looked forward to reading uh, a, a, a simple one a day, a, a section from from this book, Simple yeah. Abundance. And, uh, I remember my mum giving it to me a few years ago and just saying, I, I think you'd like this. And I, and I, you know, just finding things like that, little tools yeah. that actually, you know, you're feeding your soul, you're feeding your mind. Um, um, because you know what, we can default to our phones, we can default to scrolling yeah. and, you know, next thing you know, two hours have gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. like well, I know about everybody's life today, yeah. apart from my, <laughs> apart from my own. Yeah. And so you've kind of, um, you've gone through everybody's stories, you scroll through your threads and you are fully aware of what everybody's doing all over the world, but you don't stop to ask yourself the same question. Um, you know, where are you at? Where's your soul at? Where are you headed? And what can we do to input into that? So really in a roundabout way, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure this is something that all women can relate to. It's that um, it's not just a kind of homeschoolers thing, but I think for all of us in whatever season of life, it's asking the question, um, you know, and I, and I love, I've been, I've seen your stuff on, um, like I listened to your podcast with Lara Casey, love her and, uh, really want to get those power sheets soon. Yes. They're on my, on my wish list of things to get. Um, and I think that stuff, people like her and those kind of conversations and, uh, those kind of tools are really, really helpful, mm-hmm. but even just to be able to simplify it is, um, you know, what direction am I going in? What What's yeah. the one thing that I'm heading towards? And if you can't face the next month or even the next week, ask yourself it daily. You know, where am I headed today? What are my three things that I want to get done? And um, not just even in a practical way, but what do I want to feel like at the end of the day? And can I do yeah. anything to to that and our lives are not I mean you know goodness you know our lives are not predictable uh everything can get thrown at us um and sometimes it's like okay well what can I control you know what can I what can I do to help myself um in this part and sometimes that's just you know having a a really lovely book or just a Mm -hmm. a good cup of coffee I I know we talk about that kind of stuff but it's um it's no, it's knowing yourself and knowing what you have around you that will just, um, yeah, keep you soft, keep your heart right as much as possible, and um, keep you in that place of being able to, um, yeah, refresh others. And yeah. I think I, I, I love that Bible verse that says, "Those that refresh others will themselves be refreshed." Mm. Um, and I think we. We give out so much, but the promise of the word of God is that we then will be refreshed from that when we actually are generous and we, we know we, we, we kind of giving out and serving others. Uh, but I also think there's a time when you just have to press pause. Okay, ladies, I don't know about you, but still in my 30s, I don't enjoy going to the store to buy feminine care products. I know that is silly, but it's true. And the other thing I don't like 
is putting toxic chemicals near my lady bits. And so that's why I want to talk to you guys today about one of our sponsors, and that is Lola. I love Lola because they don't have all of the synthetic ingredients, and they tell me what they have in their product because that's a huge issue with feminine care products these days. The FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients, and a lot of them have synthetic things, rayon, polyester, including harsh chemicals like cleansing agents, fragrance, dyes. Um, no thank you. But Lola's are 100% organic cotton. I like that I know that I can trust the products that I'm using and that Lola makes my month a lot easier by having them shipped straight to my door by having a subscription. It's fully customizable. You can choose your mix of products, your perfect mix of absorbency, your number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel it at any time. Plus, it's founded by women for women. And they even take it one step further, and you can do good with your purchase. For every purchase, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. So I think that they have an amazing product. I have really loved using them. I love not having to go to the store. I love that I can trust what's in them, and I think you're really going to like them too. And because of that, they are offering you 40% off of all subscriptions. All you have to do is visit mylola.com and enter the code LOVELY at checkout when you subscribe. Again, that's 40% off all subscriptions. Visit mylola.com and enter the code LOVELY at checkout. I think you're going to be a huge fan. You know, to step back, um, I mean, I don't know what that looks like for you at the moment, Mackenzie. Is there something that you're kind of drawing to to feed your inner life? Uh... <laughs> How uh, yeah, I know. Hands. Well, I was thinking about this as I was kind of prepping really quickly for this show because we usually ask at the end, like, how are we cultivating the lovely? Yeah. And yeah. that's a really hard question for me right now. I think probably the hardest that it's been in the past eight months. And so I'm, yeah, even just hearing everything that you've said so far in this episode is like, reminds me of the when sorry I gotta pull my brain together here this is how frazzled (laughs) of a month it's been but when I very first started the live morning shows on Periscope for Cultivating the Lovely really everything that that you're saying is exactly what we were doing there we were talking about absolutely okay what are the three things that you can do today to just find those little moments that you know really pour into your life and make you feel like the mundane isn't just taking over and all the crazy little things that you have to do all the time like how can you find those little lovely moments and yeah that's just so much of what I hear you saying. And it's something I've really tried to do over the past eight months. But this this past month, particularly, it's it's not been there much. And so it's no. really been like full on survival. And so I, I was but I was contemplating this this question before we started, because I do think, well, I am trying and it's a lot of times it's in little snippets, but I'm trying yeah. to plan for fall because our life is going to be drastically changing in the fall and yeah. um, really trying to wrap my brain around what it's going to look like and how we can best utilize that time and how I can best connect with my kids as we're going through this big life change and all of that. Yeah. But in the immediate, like, I'm just, I'm just hoping like I, well, I'm going on this trip at the end of June and okay. I, I get to go see Rebecca 
in oh, her that's home amazing. state. And so Yay. I'm so excited. I've really been looking forward to it and needing it. We were hoping that it was going to be like a big celebratory trip, like a lot of things in my life had wrapped up. And instead, it's more of a like, okay, buckle down for the next half of the ride. Yeah, but I'm, I'm so grateful that I get to go see her. And so really how I'm cultivating the lovely right now and how I'm just kind of keeping it together and finding those little moments are like connecting with her throughout the day and being like, okay, this many more days <laughs> until I'm coming to see you. And oh, just kind of like amazing. Yeah. Keeping, keeping my eye on the prize of what's, what's coming. That's, good. that's kind of, that's kind of it right now. That would not ordinarily be my answer to your question. Like usually I no, am trying I know. to find those little things, but right now it's just like put your head down and get through it. And any moment that I look up, it's just, okay, I'm going to get to something better soon. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's great. And it, it's, um, it's good to have something to look forward to when you're currently going through something quite hard. I think yeah. it's good to plan stuff. And yeah, and I, I would encourage that of anybody maybe who's listening, who's going through a season of life, which is extremely challenging is, um, trying trying to put something in the diary ahead of time that you can yeah. look forward to I think that's really important and you know also the power of friendship um yeah. I think that's we you know we've we've talked about that over here on on cultivating the lovely of that actually we um we don't always need a ton of friends we don't always need um a bestie but we need to know who uh, is going to stand with us and be faithful to us in that season yeah. and I think that is so important as well um yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I read a poem this week by uh, Robert Herrick called Delight in Disorder. And I just thought about it again as we were talking. Uh, it's a really short poem, but he talks about how um, he doesn't really like perfection. <laughs> and he's actually, the last line says, uh, do more uh, do more bewitch me than when art is too precise in every part. So, huh. you know, it sounds a little bit Shakespearean, but, you know, kind of there's nothing that kind of, nothing that disturbs me more than when something's too perfect in every way. <laughs> and I liked that phrase, delight in disorder, that mm -hmm. actually it's a bit of a reminder that even when things, and it, it, the whole poem is kind of looking at clothing and there's a thread hanging off and something's not sewn on right and he's just kind of saying there's beauty in that there's interest in that and um i know all our situations can be so different uh, in, in the disorder that we might be facing and going through um but sometimes uh we have to force ourselves to look for the delight you know what is it that is what's the beauty that's coming out of this even if it feels like it's still the crushing season and it's not the blooming season that actually what you know what is it where's the delight in the disorder um and i know that in you know the kind of my 12 years or so of studying the charlotte mason philosophy and reading around um people's this this idea of mother culture it's very firming very kind of putting things in place mm -hmm. um in your mind because what we do for our children within the philosophy is we we expose them to uh, to beauty, to living ideas, to great pieces of artwork, to music. And she describes those experiences as being like hanging pictures in a gallery in our mind that mm -hmm. will stay there forever. So I think of mother culture like that, that when I 
read a poem or just a quote or I go and look at a, a beautiful painting or I um I don't know watch a really interesting documentary on on YouTube or I go yeah. for a walk or I spend some time with a friend or I taste the most delicious food or the most incredible drink that actually that places itself in my memory um and that when there's a time when I can't think of anything good that you almost go into that treasure box that yeah. there's delight there's the delight in the disorder there's like okay where can I reach into because I know there's some good stuff in me I know in my memories there are beautiful things there are things I've seen I've heard I've caught hold of that you have to draw back to the front sort of the frontal lobes of your mind Um, and I think that's the power of you know not seeing it as me time or not seeing it as I deserve this but it's seeing it as um being a human being being a woman who is working hard and in the world you know I can add these things to myself daily I can uh, make sure I'm putting beauty and truth in front of my eyes um so that it's always there yeah and what a power and that's such a pu- such a beautiful picture of um and I and I hope that's you know kind of brings hope to some people who are listening today that there is a place where you can go to when you're going through um, times of disorder that, you know, looking for the delight. And even if it gets you through the next half hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, and it's important. Yeah. Um, that we're, we're being fed in that way. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. And I do want to branch off from that a little bit, though, because I think that there might be some like varying ideas of what mother culture is, because I know that I've seen some bloggers who take a much more like educational standpoint on it. Like they have book lists of kind of like I'm not sure where this is drawn out of, but I think there is somewhere in Charlotte Mason where she kind of lays out like these are the books that the moms should be reading and informing themselves like is that in there <laughs> or am I just so I mean they will have been in her time um prescriptive things that she would have instructed the teachers she was training and the governesses and um to to be you know fueling themselves um there a lot of the stuff that you'll read um and and you know me I don't I'm a yeah. rule breaker I don't, yeah. I don't stick to many of those things and I I really don't veer to I don't really read that kind of stuff anyway yeah. but what I uh, hear and what I um, so some of the stuff that you're probably reading and picking up on is not actually from Charlotte Mason's writings, but it's from the P, uh, from the Parents Review, mm-hmm. which was a newsletter that was sent out um, to anybody who was involved with the um, the educational uh, unit that Charlotte Mason was was building and growing. They would have this newsletter, and they are amazing. I've seen the archives. I've read a lot of the archives. They are very very interesting. Uh, but they were very much. This is how we put this in place now. So this is early 20th century. You know, this is how we how we do this. And in one of those um, articles, somebody suggested that mothers read three books at a time. You may have heard that. Yeah. I, you might. Have okay so and those you know different and kind of whatever you're feeling in that moment so one would be very challenging one would be a novel and one would be um you know a book that you were learning something from and but basically you you pick three different books 
you have them going all at the same time and then you kind of go okay I feel like I'm just relaxing I'm going to read the novel or I feel like I need a challenge I'm going to read the more uh, challenging book um so yes um I have done that as well in many seasons where I've, I've, and I, and I do, in fact, I probably have three books on the go now. Um, but I, I, cause it's because I read so much on my Kindle. I've always got things on the go uh, and I'm always reading a, uh, one of the Charlotte Mason volumes. We're reading ourselves with a book club at the moment. Um, so I'm we're all I probably am reading three or even more at the same time. And I'm a big fan of slow reading, you know, really taking your time. Um, another thing that you might have come across in some of those writings is something called the commonplace book. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was encouraged that when you uh, are reading that you have a, a notebook by by the side and a pencil pen and when you uh, read something that stands out to you that is of note that you and really it's this kind of the mother's way of narrating you kind of write yeah. it into a notebook um and again I, I sometimes have one on the go and I'm very uh, I'm very diligent with that um, at the moment I don't know where it is yeah. <laughs> I can't remember where it is I haven't well, picked it up for a while and, and I'm, I'm really okay with that. You know, yeah. I'm okay with that. I don't yeah. stress out about stuff like that. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I talked about that sort of with Laura Casey, how um, it's so, it, it really, I feel like I learn so much more from a book that I'm reading, especially if it's, you know, nonfiction where I'm able to take notes or really kind of process the things through, like you're talking about doing that slow reading Sadly, I'm in a point in my life where that's just not the case. Like I am cracking out book after book after book to try to prepare for the podcast. And, you know, I just have to like pick out the highlights and and really get as much information as I can as quickly as I can, which I hate. Like that's that's not how I would rather do it. But it's just like one of those things that, okay, for my job, I I have no choice but to be this the speed reader and you know praise jesus if it's an audiobook already out that i oh, can yeah. get a hold of <laughs> it makes my job a lot easier but yeah i i love what you're saying though that it, that it can be so useful but we shouldn't get so caught up in it that we get down on ourselves if we can't no Ladies, we're all busy moms, and so I think I'm kind of always on the lookout for things that can simplify my life, make things more convenient, and save me time. And so this is something I recently discovered, and it's not something I could specifically use, but I thought that many of you could, and I had my mom try it out just to check, and that is Simple Contacts. It's a total game changer for anyone who wears contact lenses. If you wear contacts, then you know how annoying it is to have to get a prescription year after year just to have to go buy more contacts. And you always end up running out at the least convenient time. All in all, it can just be kind of a hassle. Well, Simple Contacts is changing all that by using technology to make renewing your subscription and buying contacts super simple. Here's how it works. You use your phone or your computer to take the Simple Contacts vision test in five minutes from literally anywhere. And a real doctor will review your test in 24 hours and write a new prescription. Boom, a fresh supply of brand new contacts is on the way to your door. No more appointments, no more waiting rooms with kids, you know how that is. No more overpaying. Simple Contacts brings the doctor's office to wherever you are whenever you need it. And if you have an unexpired prescription, you can just upload a photo of it or your doctor's info and order your lenses in minutes for a great price. They do all the hard work for you. 
Now, like I said, I actually had my mom do this because I don't wear contacts, but she was so impressed with the ease of being able to use the app and get it done really quickly. And then she really loved how they had someone keep in contact with her and let her know the progress of her order and how things were working. She just felt like the whole process was really simple and personalized, which she really appreciated. She said the contacts were great. She was able to get exactly what she needed and she would definitely be using them again. Simple Contacts offers every brand of lenses. Their prices are unbeatable. The prescription is just $20 and the contact lens prices are super competitive and shipping is free. Best of all, my listeners get $30 off their very first Simple Contacts order. To save $30 on your lenses, you can just go to simplecontacts.com lovely and enter the code lovely at checkout. I do want to mention that this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. You still need those occasionally, but it is the most convenient way to renew a prescription or reorder your contacts if your vision hasn't changed. So again, check out Simple Contacts and get $30 off by going to simplecontacts.com slash lovely and enter the code lovely at checkout. And I think, you know, book lists are, if you want a book list, there's plenty out there. I mean, there's yeah. so many bloggers who will do that. Um, but I, I, I like recommendations from friends. I like mm. people who I'm doing life with. Like I was with my friend having coffee this morning and she's like, you would love this book. And I went onto Amazon. I put it in my basket straight away because yeah. I thought if she says I would love it, I will love it. Um, yeah. Whereas looking at other people's blog uh, blog posts with book lists on, um, they don't know me. You know, yeah. I'm looking at them going, okay, they might have been good, but are they good for me? And is it something that I would be drawn into? So I'm just, I'm careful about looking at other people's lists. When it comes to um, my kind of academia and my own stretching my intellect, and yeah, absolutely, I think it's good to read things that stretches, that are um, a little bit different, that um, use a different part of the brain. I think mm-hmm. that absolutely, I'm all for doing that as well. Um, but you can find those. I mean, you yeah. know when you're reading something and you might want to put it down because it's too hard that actually you need to kind of keep going with it. Yeah. And again, they're the kind of books that you can read slowly in short chunks and yeah. take notes. Um, yeah. But I really wouldn't... Um, you know, I really wouldn't feel the pressure of um, this is what you must do. But I think, yeah, you're right. Part of mother culture is always learning, always feeding our minds and our souls. And um, but I think that in my connection with homeschooling mothers and mothers all across the world, really, and, and kind of doing a bit of coaching and stuff that I'm some of the conversations that I'm having at the moment, they don't need that kind of pressure. You know, they don't need to be told, well, these are the books you should be reading. They are kind of uh, trying to veer towards thriving and not surviving. So they are um, starting where they can. Uh, And I think every mother has to start where they can. And uh, we, you know, we put enough enough pressure on ourselves anyway um, through whether it's I'm not doing the laundry right or I'm not there's not enough nutrition in my meals or whatever <laughs> it is I mean you know we, we we put this pressure on ourselves all the time um, we we just need the freedom to be able to to be able to read and to yeah. be able to um, see beauty yeah but the phrase itself that you know the phrase if mothers could only do for them for their children 
uh, sorry, if mothers can only do for themselves what they do for their, their children, dot, dot, yeah. dot. Um, it's just kind of, hey, you are sowing so much into your children. You are laying out these great books and reading these great stories and showing them, um, you know, this this beauty in life. Why don't you do that for yourself? Yeah. And that is that is mother culture in the simplest form is the input, the nurture and the the, the, the feast of education that you're laying out for your children why don't you kind of fire that some of that back at you Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you do that then you'll enrich your life and that's basically mother culture in a nutshell yeah so and I think people people need to read that however they want and they need to interpret that however they want yeah and I it kind of reminds me and I talked about this in a what Ingrid and Fiona like episode in the Patreon community as well with Rebecca but I know that in Own Your Life by Sally Clarkson, she talks about how it is important for us to be learning and continuing to grow our minds just so that we stay people that our kids want to have conversations with as they get older. Absolutely. And that's that's something I've really talked about in the Patreon group because that's kind of why I had June be our month that was about reading and learning. Like if this is something that's kind of gone by the wayside for you to encourage you and give you ideas to help you want to learn again or remember the reasons why you want to learn and expand yourself just for your own sake. And so that's been really interesting and really fun to talk about. But I have had moms say, well, I, I used to have this vibrant reading life and I want to have it again, but I don't even know how to start. And it kind of along with what you've said, I, I responded and I said, just just make small goals for yourself. Don't say I'm going to read, you know, this whole book this week or whatever. Say if I read five minutes today, great. If I read three minutes today, great. Like as long as I've picked up the book and read something like check that off your list, like let yourself feel like you accomplished something by just, just promising yourself small little bits of time and do whatever you have to do. Hide the book in the bathroom, you know, have it be an audio book that you're listening to while you're cooking the dinner, like do whatever you have to do to make that happen. But don't set so lofty goals for yourself that you can't accomplish them. I'm trying to think, I know there was a book that was recently put out. I think maybe it was John Acuff. That's who it is. Oh, okay. Okay. I think this was from him, but I think he says to set small goals for yourself. Like think of what you want to do and cut that in half because if you actually accomplish a goal, then you're more likely to keep going than if you just keep failing. And it's kind of, I think this has even been brought up on the podcast before, but um, that whole Dave Ramsey philosophy of paying off your debt, like pay off your smallest credit card first, because then you feel like... That's right, the snowball, yeah, yeah, snowball effect, that's right, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think, the same thing with us taking care of our minds and, and doing these little things to be able to make sure we're not getting to that burnout phase is just just do the small things you can when you're able to until you have more time or it is able to grow naturally. Don't don't set such lofty goals that you just you're going to fail over and over again and then give up. Well, absolutely. And I think um, if we want to help ourselves and our self-esteem, um, then don't create a life that you constantly feel overwhelmed around yeah. things that you can control. I mean, life's overwhelming enough as it is. So yeah. if you're setting yourself these massive reading goals, I'm going to read 200 books this year. You're like, why? Yeah. why? Who needs that kind of pressure? Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't. Yeah. 
And yeah, you're right. I think it's just, and that's again, that's what I love about the, the power sheets. Like you get to draw the fill in the little line. You know, this is how far I've come, and it's yeah. kind of knowing uh, I've got this far. I've I've read two chapters uh, this week, and that's great. And you yeah. feel great. Um, encourage yourself, and um, yeah, I think it, we really have to find ways of of building our self esteem and, and adding encouragement to our life rather than taking that away yeah. uh, and just feeling exhausted by it. And which you know, when you're exhausted, you just think, forget it, then, and you don't yeah. read anything or you don't yeah. do anything. Um, and we don't want that. And I think the same thing if you're picking things that are too hard right now (laughs) like if you're picking these major works that you just like okay I'm gonna buckle down and read everything about you know Queen Victoria or whatever (laughs) then you're probably gonna burn out a little faster like maybe maybe sneak in some lighter fare to get started I know I've been doing that with myself because I have these big tomes that I'm wanting to conquer and I've had to say well okay like if I read a paragraph in that great but I'm not going to let that be my priority like I'm going to allow myself to read some lighter fiction or some travel memoirs and just it's okay because at least I'm reading that's right yeah absolutely yeah Yep. So everyone needs to just bring it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> just if you've got a massive summer reading pile or a summer reading list, and you get through one of them, then well done. Yes. We'll be cheering you on. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And in the meantime, yeah. you can all really prod me ahead because I have no choice but to read all these books that are getting sent my way for fall podcasts. So wish me really. Luck. <laughs> yes. Oh wow. <laughs> like oh, here it comes. I've, I got a brace for the storm of all the incoming new fall releases so I'm trying to get them underway but uh, along with all of this Leah how are you specifically cultivating loveliness in your life right now um I think I mean this week the 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 greatest joy has come through just helping other people in their homeschool journey. Mm. Um, you know, it's been 10 years for us now and I've been kind of reading around the particular way we do it for the past 11, 12 years. And, um, I've just finished an online course called plan for freedom, um, which I've actually been, uh, very humbled and quite some of it quite emotional the response that I've had from the women um, of of how it now this course was a live course so um, but you can you know you can still buy it afterwards but at the time it's a live masterclass so yeah. you are it's not like a pre-recorded video I planned what I was going to say but when you're there live you know it's like with a with yeah. a periscope or yeah. a Facebook live the audience draw more out of you and as yeah. you're talking you're sharing your heart and you're kind of so I would know what themes I was doing I know what I was going to teach but then I found myself really sharing my heart more than I imagined and bringing this kind of bringing people into a place of freedom and explaining what it is to homeschool in a place of space and not be constricted and not bring up barriers well one you know halfway through the course I said hey guys if you've got kind of a halftime review, do you mind just posting it up on, on my page? And I got one after another, after another, after another of these women saying how much it had really impacted them. And, and I was just incredibly humbled by it because it felt real. It didn't feel like a business or something I had to put out there or something that was, um, 
you know, forced or too clinical or too, you know, buy this download. Da, 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 da. It was very much, I've spent my week sewing into other women who are benefiting from that and will therefore, it will benefit their children. Yeah. Um, and again, that scripture that says, those that refresh others will themselves be refreshed. I've really felt that, that yeah. even though it's been busy and, you know, an hour uh, between three and four every day, I've said to my kids, okay, I'm closing the door and I'm yeah. doing this live thing. And they've done great, actually. Um that actually I feel refreshed from it and I it yeah. has been a great investment and I think that's this week particularly cultivating the lovely has looked like investing into others um and um, yeah and I felt refreshed by it so a little bit different from houseplants but yeah. um, just just as important just yeah. as important no I yeah. agree I've really found that lately even because every week I do the live thing in the Patreon yeah. account and yeah. so sometimes I, I'm going into that just going like, oh, it's just so tough and I'm so like frazzled and tired. And But then once I get on there and I start really interacting with the women and we're talking about these big topics that we're trying to, you know, go after in our Patreon challenges every month, I, I walk away more ready for the day. And it reminds so me just how like life-giving those moments are and when you can kind of just talk with those other women and encourage each other first thing in the morning I completely know what you're talking about it just it kind of energizes you it's really good yeah yeah so you kind of answered the question already right earlier yeah. on how yeah. you would, yeah <laughs> well done yes, you snuck it in early yes, yes. overachiever <laughs> <laughs> oh well thank you so much for meeting with me it was hard for us oh, to schedule this month because everybody's lives are getting super crazy right I now know, but we did it. yeah we did it. i so appreciate i so appreciate you taking the time so well i will talk to you again soon thank you so much okay, okay bye, bye. I just love getting Leah's wise perspective on things like mother culture because she's so full of grace and the reality of what motherhood is and how we need to be filling ourselves up and, and not taking ourselves too seriously, not getting down on ourselves about it, but really finding joy in the process. So I'm so appreciative that Leah has been a main staple on this show this year and I'm so excited to hear what she will be bringing to us and our community as we move forward. If you want to talk more about these topics, we would love to have you join us over in our Facebook group. You can just search Cultivating the Lovely on Facebook to find us. And if you want to take things even a step farther and get even more involved with the challenges that we have going on in our book club this summer, we're reading Sacred Rest by Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, then you can become a part of our Patreon community. By being a Patreon member, you get our exclusive podcast of What Ingrid and Fiona Like, along with other extras, a private Facebook group, weekly live videos that I do. And starting probably later in the month of July, and definitely in August, we are launching a whole new big thing. We're having a brand new podcast that will be available on iTunes and then a special extension of that podcast that will be available within the Patreon community specifically. And it's going to be about ways that we can really be connecting with our kids more and connecting with them through story. I'm going to be releasing all of the details on that soon, but I'm super excited about it. And I think that all of you ladies are going to be really on board with it too. So be watching out for that. If you want to be the first to know what's going on, then you're going to want to be in that Patreon community because that's where all of the extras and all of the ways to take it farther are going to be located. So you can head over there, patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. We would love to have you be a part of it. 
Now, if you also have just really loved the show over the years and you want to help get the word out about it, a great way to do that is by leaving those ratings and reviews in iTunes. They help so much, and I'm so appreciative to all of you who have done that so far. All right, ladies, until next week when I'm actually back with the one and only Sally Clarkson talking about her and her husband's new book, The Life-Giving Parent, which I absolutely loved. Until then, go be bold and gracious. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.